two fans. We're here. Oh, you really just like that. Okay. And exciting. Um, I think we're all looking forward to this episode of recapping UFC 274. To be transparent, uh, Caesar and I recorded a preview episode, but uh, technical difficulties and whatnot, so nothing actually got recorded. So I was just like, bro, I just argued with Caesar for an hour and a half for for nothing. <laughs> you got some good takes. That's what you got for for that time. I got some good takes. All right, let, let's review because. Okay, know. first of all, let, let's start off. Normally, when we do a podcast, we get on, you say, hi, Caesar. How's it going? Oh, what's up, man? You know, doing good. How's your week, man? This time I get on and y'all just press record. I feel like I'm in the hot seat. Bro, so. we, we, we've been waiting for this. Like, I, I, I wish we could have record as soon as the last fight ended. Like, that's, I've been, yeah, no, I bet you did. Forward to this. I bet you did. Um, yeah. But let's recap, I guess, right. a sum- summary of what we said beforehand, predicted. We'll, we'll, we'll try to tell the truth the best we could, call each other oh, out. Oh, I have no don't. shame. All right. I, my I mean, stance, have- okay. My stance going into this fight was, Especially for Which the top fights? three fights. fights. The top three fights. Let's go with okay. the top three fights. Of course, my 2020 fighter of the year, I had him winning that fight. Uh, then for the women's fight, I had it being boring. So, And then for the Charles Oliveira Gagey fight, I had my, my favorite fighter of all time, Gagey, winning that fight. So, you know, and to top it off, I had my favorite Mexican boxer also winning that night. So just, you know, overall, you know, not not my uh, finest night. But so overall, those were my picks. What what was yours? You know, for I, the two I, fans out there, for two fans, I, I had Michael Chandler. <laughs> I didn't I, I thought it would come a decision because Tony Ferguson just doesn't. Tony Ferguson just doesn't, you know, yeah. finish. He just doesn't get finished. So I had I had Chandler decision um i had thug rose yeah uh thug rose that's all, all right. that's all i can really say about that one i didn't really have much to say on that one really well, yeah yeah um and then also i had charles Oliveira. i think if i remember correctly i told you he would win in the third round um maybe second round one of those two rounds i didn't think it would be the first round but one of the main I things you. I wanted I to hate tell, you, bro. One, I hate you. One of, one of the main you. things, because I tried to tell you, cuz I tried to tell you. I'm all right. I guess I'll tell you what I said on the preview when we're previewing it. And then it, you can, I guess we can take that and lead it into the main event. Uh, so I told you it was, it was a lot of different things, but one of the main things I told you, you said the leg kicks. And I was like, Dude, the way Charles Oliveira fights with that front leg kicking up, it's not going to be as easy as other fighters to just tear that leg up like he wants to. Now, I will say, when the fight started, Gaethje got two good ones, two good ones, two really good ones back to back. How long was the fight? How many many kicks do you want? The fight was three minutes long. For him to get some solid kicks in, I mean, they didn't catch. It's not like... Oliver went to this fight and got kicked and be like, oh, I guess Gage is going to kick. No, he knew he was going to get kicked. He couldn't avoid them, which is the problem with ev- everybody knows he's going to open up with the leg kick. That was my thing. 
I told you that sure, Charles may not fall to it like every other fighter, but he will get hit and he will have to think about that. And he did. The reason he got clipped a couple times is because it was, you know, it was a it was a, in a combination. You know, when when Oliver got caught, it wasn't just, you know, it was a series of, of hits. So, yeah, you were right. You were right. But the fight only lasted three minutes. Who knows if it would have been 15 minutes in and he was still spamming that leg kick if he was still going to be reacting like that. So, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. But but finish, finish your thought. Okay, so we got two, two, two good ones. Very beginning, probably within the first 20 seconds of the fight, 10 to 20 seconds of the fight. Um, and I, it was a mix of two things. One, Gaethje did a bad job of just throwing him dry because he's been able to do that in every other fight. Why was that bad? It worked. No, it didn't. Charles was on the floor three times. No, but I'm talking about the leg kicks. I'm talking about the oh, leg kicks. I mean, the leg kicks is real. Like again, the leg kicks is not something he plans. It's not like he's, like he's a kicker. He just spams those leg kicks. So there's only one way for him to do it. If it doesn't work that way, he's not gonna adjust. He's just gonna move on to. Something. He's just gonna keep it doing, keep doing it. So yeah, he could have maybe found a different way to throw leg kicks. Maybe you know, throwing throwing a little higher, faint. But the leg kicks are not something Gagey works on. He literally just throws them, and they seem to work. So he just keeps it going. So, um, so you, you're you're in training camp with them in Colorado? No, but I did Every see fight. a lot of their footage. They put out a lot of footage about their you, you, like you, for you, the last few weeks. He's put up almost every like what they do on the daily. And two things that scared me. Well, I mean the leg kicks didn't really scare me because they don't practice it. But they he never worked on his jujitsu. Like I rarely see like he would work on wrestling with Usman, but he never really worked on jujitsu. Like he never like put on the gi and like all right, let's let's roll. Uh, which is scary going up against the artist that is Charles Oliveira. But yeah, no, th- and even he, he says it. Uh, Whitman says it. Their their training partners say like he doesn't work on the leg. Like they never strap on the little ball thing. He's like, all right, kick, boom, boom. Like it's he's just does it. So he works on everything else. That's yeah, something natural for him. He's not going to show you everything he's working on though. You still want the the question of like, did he work on that? But, you know what but I mean? For him to, but for you to think he's worked on or changed something, you would want to see a difference in the kicks. That kick that he threw, Oliver, yeah. is exactly the same kick that he threw 20 fights ago. It has yeah, not like, evolved. The it's jiu-jitsu, the same exact I, kick. But everything else like, has changed. But it, I if feel it like he had to do jiu-jitsu in training because there's no way he didn't practice any jiu-jitsu like, at all going against him. You know what I mean? Well, well, what he did with Oliveira, I would say I didn't practice jiu-jitsu because that was an embarrassment. He had a little yeah, bit of wrestling, great. which is why he was able to get... But as soon as he gave the... Like, Oliveira jumped into jiu-jitsu. As soon as he... He didn't throw a punch. As soon as Gagey was on the... He didn't throw a punch. He went straight to jiu-jitsu. Uh, and Gagey's game plan was to stay away from jiu-jitsu with your wrestling. Keep him away. You, He wasn't expected to get a knockdown. He wasn't expecting Oliveira to punch him and for him to fall. Because at that point, the game plan's out the window. The game plan is, like he did, when Oliveira jumped on him and tried to pull guard, he pulled right out. Oliveira couldn't do anything at that. And if the fight would have continued and Oliveira wouldn't have clipped him, like who knows what would have happened. But it was the clipping that threw the game plan out. Continue your point. Okay, I, you know, I have yet <laughs> you, to be able to finish. You know me, bro. Oh, you know how I am. Keep right, going, keep going, keep please, going. Let me finish and I will let you whatever. I mean, you already said... <laughs> I have a lot to say. I'm not uh, anywhere. Keep so going. Essentially, that two good ones. He got he got in two good ones. Hey, damn dogs. Two good ones uh, in the first twenty seconds. Twenty seconds got two good ones in, but 
I want you can tell after those two, Oliveira got the timing down because you know Gaethje Gaethje probably he kind of put his leg up on one, but Gaethje still hit him, but the leg was up. And then, you know, they kind of threw hands for a little bit. Um, but essentially after that, which also led to the sequence that led him to getting knocked down, submitted, and finished, he was throwing kicks, and Oliveira was timing them perfectly, and he was just whiffing, whiffing on the kicks. And so the thing is, too, I guess let me finish what I said on the preview, then go into it. So that's why I said I saw I said the leg kicks up leg will help him more than the other fighters Gaethje has faced before. Yeah. And then also the fact that Oliveira, because nobody wants to go to the ground with him, I feel like it's easy, like when he gets shook a little bit, just go to the ground and recover. And that's why you gotta like, if you're gonna face this man and you're trying to you you don't want to go on the ground. You got to knock like you got to put his lights out essentially. Because if you just sting him, he's gonna go to the ground, and you either have to make two decisions. You got to be brave enough to go down there with him and try to finish the fight, or you wait for him to get up. But by the time he gets up, by that he's gonna stay on the ground. By the time he gets up, he's kind of he's recovered back, a little bit. He, he's yeah. back and recovered a little bit, and so that's one of the things I said, which. I mean, what that's exactly what he did. Honestly, I'm starting to question now. When he goes down to the ground, I know the second one, he was probably really, really like... He's not, thinking it. He's not, he's not doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that was one thing I thought. There was the second one, the delayed one. I uh -huh. was like, man, either he really, like, he really was a little shook, and as soon as he tried to do that little leg up, you know, uh -huh. his balance was off and he fell back. Or he's like, damn, I'm a little rocky. Let me lay down a little bit. Pulled guard, and knowing that Gagey's not going to follow down. Yeah. That, so yeah, yeah, you are right about that. that um, that's what I was thinking. It's was a thinking dangerous like, game to play because you're still getting hit. Like he yeah. still got rocked, uh, and that's still a dangerous game. And some even like I was listening to a few today saying the the whole his eyesight thing. Like, what if he physically can't see them coming? And uh, sure, he's able to because of he's he has time to recover. Sure, nobody wants to follow him to the ground. Sure, uh, but eventually it is a dangerous game. Um, but as far as the not man, I had a point. Hey, yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Finish so there. according to the I thing, I read this is in the Twitter of uh, comments of Twitter. So who knows if this is real or not? Apparently, he got eye surgery back in January. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I read. But um, I I I was kind of thinking to myself, like, I wonder if he's actually really rocked to the point where he falls, or he's just like, you know, I am rocked. I could stand up, but I rather just recover so let me just go down and recover you know what i mean like it, yeah. it's not it's yeah. not fully well, like oh yeah well well it's a, it's a little bit of recover and it's a little bit of jujitsu like jujitsu that's what that, that's how they start so if he can you know start there that's his bread and butter but the ref is gonna again every fight starts standing so mm -hmm. if you can get that's why his his uh improvement in the striking has made a huge difference because now it's not a Ryan Hall situation where Ryan Hall is just trying. It's just jujitsu, so he's getting hit until he can get a hold of you. It's not a at uh Robbie Lawler and uh what's the the dude that uh, Masvidal knocked out, um the one that fought Jake Paul, uh the Ben Askren. Ben Askren. It's not a Ben Askren where all he knows is wrestling and he's gonna take all the punishment just to get on to get a hold of you. 
that was Oliver's problem. You know, he got hit, but his jujitsu is too dangerous. Um, but going back, there was one thing you want to say that about uh, them not wanting to go to the ground with him and the game plan being all sorts of jacked up for all these fighters because they go in it with the game plan. I don't want my back taken. I don't want my back taken. I don't want my back taken. And Gagey, as soon as he was compromised, he made the simple mistake of turning around to get away from the triangle, which would have been insane if he would have lost through by a triangle again. Like he lost his first title fight with the with the triangle, would have lost this one triangle. And to make it even more poetic, Dustin lost with the choke and Oliveira beat him with the choke, but faster. If Oliveira would have beat Gagey with the triangle, it would have embarrassed the legacy of Khabib. Um, I have some I, some notes I, on that later, but that's I think the, they all Oliveira would have been the real boogeyman then, because literally your nightmares. He's your well, nightmare think, yeah, reincarnated. At this, point, yeah, at this point, he is the boogeyman. At this point, Oliveira is. You can't make one little mistake. He has all the leeway. You can catch him a thousand times because you're going to let him recover. Because also what I mentioned game, in the preview. Yeah, because your game plan is don't get your back taken. Don't get your back taken. Don't get your back taken. And one little mistake where he catches your back, now you don't know what to do because you didn't start in that position. Or maybe you did, and Oliver is just too good. Maybe you don't have the training, the, the longevity of training that specific place. But start with the choke and get out of a choke over and over and over and over again because it's going to end up there. So the next fighter going up against him has to understand, I'm probably going to get caught in a choke. If it doesn't, good. But this is his bread and butter. This is the best way he can finish me. If I can get out of that, uh, you know, I'll be good. But the only way you can really do that is by having a very solid ground game. You know who has a very solid ground game and has endless resources to bring in all the greatest jujitsu artists in the world? Islam and Habib's team. So if anybody at this point has a chance of beating him, I don't think the, be the best striker in the world right now can't compete against him. The best uh, wrestler right now can't compete against him. Because one little mistake uh, wrestling, he's going to catch you. And there's not that many jujitsu artists right now, nowadays. Because again, you need to be really good at striking. So all these jujitsu guys like the Ryan Halls, the, the masters at jujitsu, they don't get anywhere because they get up against a striker and they get knocked out. It, it's also because his, his style of jujitsu is different. He's very an offensive style yeah. jujitsu. Like you, honestly, as far as I've watched with my own eyes, I've never seen anybody kind of like him in his jujitsu style because you you see all the other jujitsu pr pr practitioners in the UFC and they it's kind of like oh you don't want to take them down you don't want to end up in their guard but at the same time like you're losing you're, you're you're on your back you're kind of losing the fight for the most part it's like it's a risk thing like if you're a jujitsu person you're on you want to be on your back yes but what if you can't submit them it's not like this is the usc it's not like submitting's like easy you know these dudes are hitting you they're pummeling you if you yeah. aren't able to submit the thing is charles Oliveira isn't that kind of jujitsu pr practitioner he's not begging like just waiting and begging you like please put me on my back get in my guard and so i can triangle choke you or something like that i i find it very similar to um i would say the one that's similar to him is um brian ortega t-city T-City doesn't just like, oh, please, like, come in my guard. No, if the opportunity presents itself, like with Volkanovsky, he couldn't finish it. But with Volkanovsky, if I get you slipping just a little bit, 
I'm pouncing on you with the jujitsu and I'm finishing you with it, not taking that risk of let me, let me get in my guard and be on my back, but I might get pummeled, but there's a chance I could submit you if I catch you slipping. So that, that that's the thing with Oliveira, how he differs, at least his jujitsu differs. Yeah. And like you mentioned as well, he can actually strike. He's very technical. He's very good at what he does. Okay. He's very, he is very good. The problem is when he goes up against someone right now, everybody's game plan is avoid it, avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. What happens when somebody is like, I'm going to fight fire with fire, which is what Islam is going to, Islam has the same story. Always been a good grappler. The feet, the standing sucked. The striking sucked. Khabib, the ground game fire, uh, striking sucked. Trash. Ben Ashman, same story over and over and over and over again. Charles Oliver, same story, but he got good at the striking or at least good enough to post the threat. And, uh, the only one that's going to be able to go up against somebody like that is somebody that embraces it and somebody that's actually going to fight his jujitsu. And uh, once we get that, then we'll get competition. Because right now, all those guys, same thing that you were telling me about uh, nobody shooting a double leg for Gagey. Like, oh, who's going to be shooting? Uh, nobody has done it. Yeah, nobody exactly. yeah. has done it. Exactly. It's the same idea. Oliver hasn't gone up against a great jujitsu artist either. Like, he hasn't gone. Like, Olivera versus Ryan Hall, just just jujitsu would be amazing. You know? Two guys, very offensive. One's going, they're both submission. Like, they're just going for submissions. That's fire. But the problem is in an MMA fight, it's not going to start like that on the ground. They're both going to start standing. So if one guy can not let you get to the ground, that guy's going to win. Uh, Oliveira has found a way to get the fight to the ground and win. And everyone's trying to avoid it. And by trying to avoid it, they turn their back. His bread and butter catches you. They didn't practice how to get out of it. It's a wrap. Same story over and over now, and over again. Now, now don't, don't mislead the people here. The reason. It's not like Gaethje want, not that he didn't, he dazed Gaethje. He got him, he knocked him down and had him like shook. Barely. I mean, I mean, it was not not enough. Gaethje got him down, I mean, got him three times, you know. He got like, I'm not going to say lucky, but it was a shot. If if Gaethje would have taken that shot with the Poirier, he would have, maybe somebody else would have thrown more punches. He would have found a way with his wrestling to get out of it. Unfortunately for him, Charles is not just any other fighter. Nine out of the, or 15 fighters, let's say, 14 out of the 15 fighters, when Gagey goes to the floor, they would have thrown a punch. Gagey would have been able to get out of it. Wrestling, he throws some stuff. Charles is not one of them. Charles is the only one that would go straight to jujitsu. He didn't throw a single punch. He went straight for jujitsu. Actually, actually, he... I, it he was like threw cool. one and like he, he, he kind of like he hit his fainted. elbow no, he, and then like he fainted like yeah, but, he was we, coming. But, we, but we know what he was gonna do like he knows like when a guy's on the ground i'm not gonna why is he gonna start punch? he's like bro he's on the floor like what more do i want i got the guy on the ground now there was another time where gagey was like loading up and he like fell almost and i was like well that's it like he's about to grab him but Oliver was like nah it's not my chance yet like he's not where i want him yet like Oliver uh gagey was pretty much on the floor uh but he was like, no, 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 like, I, it's, you know, it's too, you know, he found his moment, eventually found the shot. And again, if it wouldn't have been in that one, I do think Oliveira would eventually, because it's one mistake that you need to make or Oliveira needs to catch you, which is what happened. Gagey didn't make any mistakes. I think Gagey fought the fight that he was supposed to, but the unexpected happened, which was he got clipped. Dude, if that fight would, would continue the way that it was going, I mean, Oliveira didn't have any upper hand in that fight. Up until that knockdown. Okay. And you like so, up until that fight, there was nothing leading me towards Oliveira winning that fight. 
He would have continually gotten clipped over and over and over and over again until Oliver caught him. Because the rest, like, Oliver tried to pull card. That didn't work. Tried the rest. That didn't work. Uh, it was going to be the striking to get him down. And then otherwise, the same thing would have kept happening. There's no other route for Oliver. Like, it, at least for, for Gagey, his route was, I'm going to choke this guy out. I need to get him to the floor. Because you're not going to knock out Gagey. Like, I, I yeah. I, I, Oliver is great. And sure, he got that knockdown. But that's like saying because Tony knocked down Chandler in the first few rounds. Almost exactly the same. Oh, yeah, you know, Chandler or Tony. Tony's a great strike. No, you would still say, oh, yeah, he knocked down Chandler, but, you know, he got he got, he got got a good shot. But that doesn't mean he's a better strike. Same idea here. Sure, he got Gagey at one point, but Gagey got him three times the amount. So, sure, officially, you know, Oliveira got him, but. only has one knockdown. Just want to let you know that. Officially, officially. Yeah, you we watched the same fight, dude. Like, you, you know what you watch. If you really want to go by official, like. The striking, the official number of the strikes for the Carlos Barca and Rose, nothing from what we saw. So the official, the official, it's not always what, you know, you got to go based off. You also watched the same fight and you saw him get clipped several times. And Twice. we know this. We know this. We, it's not like you can't either, you can't also play like, oh, I don't, that isn't Oliver. We know Oliver gets clipped over and over again. Are you going to let me go? Go, inter- bro, butt in, do it. You know how I am. I want to let you. I want to let you finish. Oh, I'm I never gonna finish. finish. I'm never gonna finish. All right. So, I guess I I can I I got a pretty good picture of how you saw the fight in your eyes. Now, let me let me describe how I saw the fight in my eyes, and then maybe we could go from there. See. All right, go go go. Who's? I'm, I'm gonna move delusional? the microphone away. I'm gonna move the microphone away. So I'll let you. I'll let you go go right. go go. So this idea. Because one of the comments you mentioned was that this idea that Gaethje was um, pretty much up until that point, all aspects of the, I guess, striking or whatever you want to say, Gaethje was controlling, I guess you could say, or better. That's not what you said. What'd you Objection. say? Objection. Hearsay. Misinterpreted my words. Okay. Can Defamation. You, can you, everything, just, bro. Just no, that no, one no. little I, part. I do, think, I do think it was back and forth. Like. Oliveira checked a lot of leg kicks, so Gagey did slow that down. And sure, he did get him. Like, I do think it was back and forth. I do think if it would have continued without that takedown, I think Gagey would have gotten the upper hand. Let's go with that. I, I want to say I don't think so, at least for that first round especially. Um, Gagey did not fight the same fight that he fought with Michael Chandler. Um, what we saw, the Gagey we saw come out against Oliveira was reckless. To, to say the least. It was the reckless, like, Gaethje. Compared to how he fought against Michael Chandler. Did it work? Compared to, it, it didn't. I mean, you know, he caught him. I mean, he was caught, catching him. Like, it, I mean, and, dude. You, look, we all, we, all, we, was we, all, we all know you're, everybody's catching. First round, everybody's catching Oliveira. Like, that, that's, that's automatic. If anything. You didn't you say should, they were all reckless. What made Gaethje different? The way he was fighting, you could tell the way he was fighting. Dude, he literally loaded up and swung so hard, he threw himself to the ground. Like, he was fighting reckless. Yeah. And especially in comparison to his last fight against Chandler. I think Chandler didn't keep the pace that Oliveira did. Oliveira, like, Oliveira went into the fire. Oliveira brawled with him as well. Like, there were moments where they were both, like, face-to-face just going at it. And Chandler didn't do that to Gagey. I think Chandler had a little bit more respect for Gagey, 
Olivera didn't have respect for gauging. Olivera was like, what's up, bro? And it, that was the difference. Well, you got to understand, Olivera, he does that to every opponent. He's always pushing, pushing, pushing the pace and in your face. He never, even when he gets knocked down, he's still coming right at you. And that's the thing about Olivera. And so um, I already mentioned the leg kicks and whatnot. The thing, the thing I didn't get to was when Justin loads up those leg kicks, He's he ducks his head down, and Charles started noticing that. Charles started getting him with the uppercut or two, and it led to some clinch, good clinch um, opportunities for Charles. Which, if you remember how Justin Gaethje got knocked down, he missed the kick. We uh like got air, and his head was down. Charles got him in the clinch, but I, I from what I saw, it looked like you know. Gaethje thought he was going to stay in the clinch for a little bit and then back off. But instead of engaging, Charles just backed off, boom, threw the right, right straight down the middle and knocked him down. Um, if that, it's hard to say like, oh, if that, if he doesn't get knocked down, like, you know, the fight goes this way or that way. Cause momentum. Yeah. Yes, just look at the momentum. Oliveira got clipped a couple times, but. Oliveira was, he was doing his, he was holding his own in the striking realm against Gaethje. It wasn't like Gaethje was just, whew. and don't forget the same, the, fir the, the first punch that Oliveira threw at him, Gaethje was wobbled, bro. So was Ferguson's. Are you telling me that Oliveira and Ferguson are great strikers? Because you have to put them in the same boat. If that's, if that's your, if that's your definition, oh, he caught him in the first round, like, now, um, I my only reasoning for thinking Gagey would continue was momentum. It was again the fight was only two three minutes, but Oliveira's left eye was jacked up. Uh, like Oliveira was bleeding. Oliveira had been on the ground several times. Oliveira needed seconds to recover in between, like in between hits. He only like, went down twice. So let's just get that straight. Two times. Okay, but he's still in two minutes of really hard shots. Like it wasn't just like a slip. Or, they were hard shots, bro. And so I can only like up until there. Sure. Uh, Oliver had caught him a few times, but so had Gagey with the kicks. So the fight was too short to, for us to say, oh, you know, if this, like, my thing is with the leg kicks, if it was to continue, I don't think Charles would be able to check all of them. He, again, it was a very short time. And in that moment, he was able to check them. But in a few more minutes, maybe something would happen. Maybe at the top of the next round, something happens, gets another leg kick. Like, just because he checked two, got two, doesn't mean that all the leg kicks are out of the equation. Like, I do think as the fight would have progressed, a few more leg kicks would have landed. Uh, but the my only uh, thing was momentum. Like, we saw the momentum. And, of course, there's the whole joke about, you know, Oliveira losing the first round, coming back the second round. But this wasn't that. This was still all going at the same time. It was fast, man. This fight was quick. Like, I saw yeah. I rewatched the fight while I was pooping earlier. Like, it was that fast. Like, and I, you know... It's, it was a quick fight, but so much happened in that little short amount of time. I I, I don't want to go too much into, oh, this this is what would have happened if the fight kept going on, because that's not, it's, it's just, we have what we have. The fight was three minutes and 22 seconds long. That's what we have. And that's what it is. But I, to counter your leg kicks thing, from the way Charles had towards the end of the three minutes and 22 seconds, from the way Charles was able to time the kicks, you know, it's just hard to say like, oh, he was going to 
really butcher that leg, even though he totally whipped his last three leg kicks. Um, but I mean, I'm just saying Charles is the better fighter. Charles is the better fighter. Gaethje was, I think he's the better jujitsu artist. No, and if he's you, the better you, mixed no, no, martial no, 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 artist, no, no. let me, well, you finish. Actually, I didn't let you finish. Yeah, <laughs> you finish. I, I was going to say, let me finish, but I guess Charles, I interrupted Charles, you. Charles, finish, finish. Cause I, I do have a thing about that. <laughs> Charles Oliver, Oliveira is the better fighter, better mixed martial artist, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. Charles is better. Um, now, the one thing I do think what would have been different, I've noticed watching Gaethje's fights, first round, he 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 kind of gets a mind of his own first round. It usually takes him to go. What fights have you watched? Uh, like when you say I rewatched his fights. What his what last fight? His just his last few fights with like Chandler, um, the Ferguson one, obviously, and just a, of recent, not the the whole shebang. You haven't seen the progression because there was a. Difference from I, I him know, I, after I, the Poirier. I mean, I have seen it before. I just recently. No, no, no. But like, not. I mean, like, because before Ferguson, it was it was COVID. You didn't even let me finish and the thought, bro. You, you didn't. You didn't know him before COVID. You didn't know Oliver before. Six you didn't let ago. me finish the thought. Right, bro. Finish, finish. So, like, who, you don't even know what I'm gonna say. What, just what finish. It? Don't get so booty hurt, Jesus. You know how because, I am, bro. Why, why like, you're arguing. You're arguing you, you, always, no reason, why, you always do this, and then you call me back. So what? The, you know how I'm gonna be. Go, 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 go. Go finish, finish. I'm move the microphone away again. I'm move the microphone. Go, go. So he kind he tends to. I don't want to say reckless because that's not what I want to call it. But first round is always kind of like a Gaethje has a mind of his own, and then he goes back to the stool, gets a little talking from Trevor Whitman, and then he kind of settles into the fight. Like, okay, this is the this is the plan. This is what it, like I guess he, I just feel like he he. He's there now. Like, he's like, all right, I got all my, like, old Justin out of the way kind of deal. That's how I see it. Um, so who knows if they would have went back to the stool for the second round, how much that would have changed. Because Oliveira, I feel like, does a great job of that, too. When he goes back to the stool for the second round, he gets a talking to from his team, and, you know, he comes out just refocused and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, ultimately – I didn't see any aspects of this fight where Gaethje just totally, yes, Dubronx got dropped twice. But you didn't Gaethje, see any, yeah. Ga- Gaethje got dropped once and wobbled once. Like, you can see his legs shaking, which whether Tony Ferguson did it or whoever did it. it yeah, but he didn't go down. That's the it, difference. Yes, yes, he times. didn't go down. He didn't go down. And Cause that's funny the funny thing is, it's we literally just talked, we literally just talked about does Oliveira just intentionally go down on purpose just to recover? Yeah, but that's post like right, watching but, the fight back. Like, there's a lot of but, theories, but at the moment he was on the ground. So even if it was fake, the judges saw that, and the judges was like, "Oh wow, you just had a delay." They weren't right. like, "So he stuck." He like a professional fighter's not gonna fall because he got a little bit hurt, and, and like it's just not not the move. But but you are right. You are you you are right. Uh, but I do. Are you are, sorry? Keep going. Yeah, I just want to say Charles Oliveira is the better fighter. Like, I think nine times out of ten, Charles Oliveira, they run that back ten times, Charles Oliveira wins nine times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the jujitsu. And it, it's it's because he's a better once... martial artist. Don't don't do that. Don't don't diminish him because Oh no, I'm not diminishing him. He is in this he's the better fighter in, in this round in this, you know, in this fight. But it is because of his jujitsu. Because once you said, and again, I was trying to when I say let me finish. Well, I, I, it is your point because that's the whole point of the UFC. The point of the UFC is to see which discipline is the best. 
That's the whole point. And of course, at the end, it evolved. And that's what MMA became. But at the end of the day, we want to know what discipline do we need to learn if we want to survive out in the streets? What discipline is going to learn if you put them against each other? If you put up a strike, the best striker versus the best jujitsu, you'll end up with the better MMA, you know, learning. So eventually it became you have to learn all the disciplines to be able to defend them all because you don't know what's going to happen. Now you have specialists, which is what Oliveira is. Oliveira is an MMA specialist because his specialty is the chokes, his jujitsu. His jujitsu is dangerous. So any MMA person going into it, they, they're, you know, they go in. They're not just going to go into, they're not just going to practice MMA to, or they're not just going to train MMA to go against uh, Charles. They're going to have to specialize or at least work on their jujitsu. So sure, they're the MMA, but if you're going against Oliveira, you're not just going, oh, he's a better MMA. You're like, okay, what, what makes him better? And that's what I'm trying to point out. Sure, he's the better fighter, but what makes him better? Because then we start to pair him up. What makes him the better champ, uh, him or Habib? He's like, a better striker than Justin Gaethje. That I disagree. He has no backing to, to prove that. What would make you say that? Now, I understand you're a little heated right now, and you like to, like, once you fall in love with somebody, it's very hard for you to see any criticism. Like, I can tell you all the criticism of my favorite fighters. You can't. You can't I, do that because you're very you've blinded. so far, you're the one that's like, oh, Gaethje didn't do anything wrong. He just ended he up. He did plenty of things wrong. I told you he, he didn't work on his jiu and catching a neck. That, that's he got his neck caught. He slipped and caught. Got bro, his neck. Don't caught. get hurt, bro. Like you are very, you are very Oliver. So I'm gonna show you the other side. Like, oh, Tony Ferguson must have dropped just, some sand, and so Gaethje slipped on that sand and then just what? got choked out. You know, what are you talking about? Sand and got choked out. So Tony threw some sand and Gaethje got yeah, choked because out? Tony likes to throw the sand. But you know, he's what are you talking fighting? about, David? I know you're getting a little heated, but you're starting to lose I'm me. I'm not now. heated, bro. Yeah, it's just, just, it's funny, just stay, bro. stay, stay with us. Stay with us. Okay, so he's the better fighter, and your one of your uh, arguments was that Gagey is uh, reckless in the first round, and then when he goes back, Whitman kind of settles him. He's like, hey, 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 hey. As far as what I've seen, I could be wrong, that, but that's just what I feel like I see. When you saw that this fight, like he was reckless, but okay, yeah, you did see him reckless in the uh, the Chandler fight. Past the first round, there was a difference in his fighting style? I, be I believe so. I believe because um, if I recall correctly, he actually... I just don't he, think you've ever I, seen Gagey as I a brawler. I, I think you still... Like, this version of Gagey in that first round is a way more polished fighter than I, he was not, before. He not, really was a brawler. Like, when we define... Like, he is... Like, he would literally... Like, all, again, he's the only fighter that I've actually watched all his fights. So he's the only where I can... You know, you can see the progression. And that is cool, like, to see. I mean, have but you I, seen all of Oliver's fights? What, like, what, what, what is, what is, I'm not so saying what happened, so what happened like was, his old self. I'm not saying he was like his old self. His old self would have jumped on Oliveira. I know. His old self would have been patient. So his old self would have been done. So no, 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 I get you, dude. Like you may see him as brought because he's not so we're as saying the same, No, no, I'm, look, I didn't, look, I know how Justin Gaethje was before. And I'm not saying that's what he turns into, but compared, he's he's more disciplined after he goes to the stool after that first round. Uh, women's not telling him to be disciplined. The only time he's ever said something like that was against Ch uh, Tony. He said, hey, you're trying to kill him. Pull back 10% of your shot. That's it. He didn't say, hey, stop brawling. Because he, that's the whole theory of why uh, women is always smiling when Gagey gets knocked out. Because apparently Gagey is so proud that he's a brawler. And so women's not going to tell him to not do 
what I'm he not does. saying it's because of Whitman telling him like it's just okay. Maybe so it's him himself. I can, I can, I, I don't believe, I don't believe he fights differently in the in the for. I do believe in the first round you're gonna do something different than in the second round. First round you're looking, you're you're doing like the first. The goal of the first round is different than the goal of the second round. And if you're in a five round fight, the second round is different than the goal for the third round. You know, a lot of fighters in the first round just want to find the range. They just want to find where the opponent. What are you gonna do to my feints? Second round, you know what, like. You know, every fighter has a little different. Uh, Gagey likes to go out there and sure, maybe brawl a little bit more than he would in some of the later fights, but he's still a lot more disciplined than uh, the Gagey that's the brawler that's in everybody's head. Because as soon as they I see him throw you. that hook and fall, they're like, oh, Gagey's reckless. The old, like you just said, the old Gagey's back at it. He wanted to poke his head out. I never said that. No. You said that in the first round, he goes out there almost to get a little bit out of the old Gagey out. Did you or did you not? A little bit. What do you mean a little bit? Like a little bit. Of, it's like a yeah, little bit. Like old the old Gagey. Yeah, the old Gagey pop his head. I can assure you none of that is old Gagey. Again, bit. old Gagey. Old, no, 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 no. There's, we seen, count, we seen, we seen fighters all the time throw kicks and be like fall off because of the momentum. Because when you have somebody rocked, you do believe. And the left hook kept landing. So sure, he was a little, but that's always been his is fighting that really style. What, is that really what we're talking about? All right, I, I, let's shift this because I'm not going to sit here. Like, we're, we agree on the same thing. You're just taking some little sentence I said and, like, throwing it out of proportion. I didn't mean to compare him to the you old made a whole, you, had, you made a whole monologue about Gagey being a brawler in the first round. So I, I'm just responding to your little monologue. Disciplined in the first round from what I've seen in other fights compared to other rounds. So I don't know. With this fight, if it would have continued, I don't know, after the first round, the adjustments that Gaethje would have made. Okay. That, I mean, I'm just, I, say. I just disagree with your, with your premise, which is that he fights different in the second round after going to stool. But yeah, we see it, we see it differently. But I do disagree with that premise. Because I don't think they're, he's going back to him, stop, stop fighting the way you just fought. I told them, embrace I, I, it, but now you've, you've seen the opponent. But you yeah. just... You, I, compare, and now you see it, you, very, you can clearly see the difference in Gaethje against somebody like Charles though, because Charles is super technical. Like his his jab goes and comes right back. His kick goes and comes right back. Like he's super technical. So you can really a, yeah yeah yeah. So you can right there next to his hand, next. It to his goes contact. That was what beat him against Chandler. Chandler did a little picture perfect moment, and Oliveira was exactly where he needed to be. And so when you see them go against each other, you can really see like wow, this guy is a bro. But if he was to go up against a Dustin Poirier, another good striker. He's not the same brawler that he was before. And even the idea of the old, because it, it still is kind of the whole, whole idea of Oliver being a quitter. Like, you don't like that story. But once a quitter, always a quitter. Once a brawler, always a brawler. That side of you is always going to come out. So the same way that you defend about him being a quitter. Think, I don't think neither of those are true, but I'm just going to say it. But just, look, th this, is what, this is what I think actually happens, you know, the past two fights. Michael Chandler, I think Michael Chandler just, you know, obviously can't, Michael Chandler came in there like guns blazing. He said, fuck it. I'm just going to, I want to just swing and bang. And I think there's times where it's in that fight in the first round where times where Gaethje got caught up in that. I'm not saying he was all out brawling times. He got caught up with that. Maybe it took him um, by surprise a little bit. But I guess once he saw everything, because Michael Chandler, essentially that first round gave him everything he had, like showed everything he had to show. And so after that first round, I could see him being like, okay, I, I see, I see what this guy's trying to he threw, do. He threw, he threw some double legs in the second round that he did in the first round. 
He threw he threw a few more things in those. No, RC but you, I mean, I'm 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 just going with your point, bro. I'm trying to like you wanted me not to misdirect the public. I don't want you to misdirect. There was stuff that Chandler showed later on in the fight that he didn't show. I'm just just going on with your point. Keep going. Hey, bro, we got to be fair here. Keep going. Keep going. Don't get all sad eyes and stuff, bro. Just keep going. <laughs> keep you going. I know Alex like doesn't talk to you like this, but I am. Go, go, go. I haven't been like this in a while. It's just it's, uh, it's because it's Gaethje. I already know it's because of Gaethje, but it's fine. Hey, wait yeah. till we get to Ferguson. <laughs> um, good luck with that one. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, so that was a rough one. And in, in this first round, going to this fight, the pressure, it, it kind of. I think he, it's one thing to know, like, I think he knew Oliveira likes to put the pressure, put the pace, be in your face, but it's another thing when you actually get in there and face it, maybe it caused him to do a few things that he wouldn't usually do. And maybe if he would have got back to the stool, kind of like really take that first round in and, you know, get talks from his coach, he could adjust, do what needs to be done. But like like I said, this is all just really hypotheticals and like what ifs, what ifs, and I really don't want to harp on what ifs or Justin Gaethje. Yes, I don't study Justin Gaethje as closely as you do, so I'm gonna let you have whatever whatever you're gonna say about his past fights. Can I say something have... about just in general the the perspective of of watching fights? Uh, I know you do think I'm very biased, and I mean we're all we're all a little biased in general, uh, because we like who who we like and stuff like that. But I do try to approach each one and be very unbiased. Like, I have a lot of good things on Oliveira. And we, in the preview, I said a lot of good things about Oliveira. I said a lot of good things about Gagey. I said a lot of bad things. You even asked me, well, what do you... I said a lot of bad things with Gagey. I said the way Gagey can lose. I also said bad things about Oliveira. My issue is when somebody can't do that about their fighters. Like, with like with anybody, I, I can... I can. And so when I go into the fight, I'm like, I try not to be... Because, yeah, the leg kicks work, but then they didn't. They might work later. They might not. But they did at some point. And so, um, the, the, you know, we're both, both sides. I do try to go into it, you know, without – because I don't care about a team. Like, that's my favorite fighter. But what I always say is if my favorite fighter loses, on the contrary, it gets me more excited. Because it's like, how did we get to that point? Like, what, what happened? Like, what's going to happen now? That's really why I like the sport. Not so much of my person won or my person lost. Like, with this – it was honestly really exciting to now think about, man, what's going to happen now? Like, and so, yeah, I, I know I seem very biased and you're like, oh, because it's Justin Gagey. But uh, if you were for Justin Gagey, I would be for Oliver and I'd be very against you. So it's I just, I, I just love, I, know you. I also love arguing with you because you get all, I don't know. You, there's moments where I see some like darker side of you come out and I'm like, man, that's the part that I'm trying to get out of you for you to cut me off and Honestly, have a real conversation. I, I just, sometimes I feel like, I catch I catch myself and I'm just like, bro, we're arguing about nothing. I was like, at least if we're arguing about something like productive, then it would be okay. I would go like, fuck it. But I feel like we're just arguing about what ifs, like shit that didn't happen. <laughs> and we're not arguing that. about I shit that, that did that. happen. That. You know I what I mean? That. It's but like that's, MMA, but that's why I love MMA, because the point of MMA is to discuss hypotheticals. Because yes, it's only one, one thing that can happen. Now, again, yeah, once it happened, it happened. And, you know, it, it's more Slice of the uh, podcast. We, we, <laughs> um, yeah. And I know Alex, you, you and Alex probably have a little bit more civilized conversation. But we're talking about people being knocked unconscious here. So, you know, say it with your chest when you say it. Yeah. Um, as far I mean, I know I'm like, first of all, I know how you are. 
Second of all, I know how I am. Um, I'm just a, it's not that like, I'm so biased. I can't see flaws. It's just, I'm, I'm, I like to consider myself an optimistic person. Like if somebody came to me and said, what are some flaws about Caesar? I mean, I'll be like, fuck, I don't know. He's, he's cool, dude. Badass piano player. Like it's, it would be Boy, hard. Oliveira is the fighter that you don't know from Brazil, who you don't speak the language of that you known for, for six months. Like, it's not the same. You can criticize him. Like, I haven't heard a single criticism of Oliveira, of Conor McGregor, of Izzy. I've never heard a single argument come out of you. A single argument. Just just saying, hey, his, this fight was a little boring. Bro, this wasn't boring. This was the most technical chess match I've ever seen in my life. Like, no, dude, you can admit, like, damn, this fight sucked. Or, damn, like, man, he's not as good as this. Or, man, he needs to work. Maybe he shouldn't get hit as often. Like, that's an okay criticism. That's not diminishing him. That's just saying, like, he should probably not get hit as much because one day he won't get up. One day he he will get hit and he won't just be able to just brush it off. And, and, and I said that on the preview. Now that I think about it, that now nah, you head, you lying a little too many hey, on the preview. Hey, just because hey, you I have say, no proof I did of say, it. I did say his head movement scared yeah, me. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he doesn't. He, doesn't he has move. no head movement. He has no head movement. Therefore, he likes to doing doing. It's like a punching bag. His head is just like doing there for the take. Even yeah. though he is technical, he does keep that that hand up. You know, you can only do so much. You know, what I'm saying, you know, you can't just leave your head there. Like X marks the spot. So I will. I mean, but we all knew this coming in. Like we all knew he. We knew he was going to get dropped in the first round. It was a matter of was yeah. it the drop that Gaethje wins on, or is it just like all the other fights yeah, where he gets yeah. dropped and then comes back up. Yeah. And now, now to wrap this all up. And I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm with you, bro. I, I wrote some notes, like just like taking notes while I was watching. I was a little, you know, I did some little extra curricular, um, <laughs> uh, whatever, what do you call it? Uh, recreational activities. And so like, I was just writing and the only thing I could write after the Oliver fight was respect. I was like, dude, it's the legacy of this guy is going to, cause I figured, I was like, man, there's a strong chance he beats Gagey just because he like Gagey makes one error and it's over. But the fact that he did it in the first round and that quick, like his legacy is cemented already. Like I didn't be, even expect that. Yeah, like, dude. Like I, that was my, even Gagey got up. He was like, Whoa! like, dude, that was just the speed of it. The, the way it happened, the determination, like he was he was unfazed by the whole weight cut situation. Which is a whole thing, another thing we didn't. But he was unfazed. Like he went in there and just obliterated the other dude at the end of like in the grand scheme of things, like once we move on years from now, we'll look back at Gage. He obliterated Gagey. Beat him in the first round, choked him out. I I think one of the things too that if you to differentiate the Dustin Poirier fight versus the Justin Gagey fight for Oliveira, Poirier was more of like, okay, because of the jujitsu expertise he was able to successfully take his back with that and lead to a rear naked choke and submit him i think the one about this that was kind of like added a little bit to the awe factor of the whole moment and everything was the fact that his submission was led by him dropping gaichi yeah what like that i think the biggest difference for any jujitsu artist and i think and i think that's the thing that really like this guy's a problem like because if you you can't not now you can't even like if you get dropped he's he's hunting on he's just it's crazy how fast he just like the like i was referencing earlier the brian ortega volkanovsky how fast ortega just hopped on volkanovsky and 
in an instant with that guillotine is the same thing with Oliveira. He just so quickly, like, I'm pretty sure Gaethje was like, oh, shit, I'm going down. And then next thing you know, he's like, whoa, this dude's on me? Like, how? Like like, like, a, like a parasite or, like, you, you just can't get him off. Like, he's just on you. And once he has a hold of you, you're like, dude, get off of me. And, 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 just and he's let so off. precise about it. You know, on the Call of Duty, when people be killing you too much, they be claiming, oh, you got an aimbot. You're cheating. You have an aimbot. It's like fucking Oliveira has an aimbot for your neck. Like, he just, like... <laughs> snipes just wherever he's at you can just just get to it immediately and it yeah it yeah no it's crazy because the way could be beat all these guys was with you know takedowns he didn't knock these guys out so if you're a striker you're only going to work on your takedown defense really as long as i don't get on the ground i'll be fine but now this guy can also knock you down by punching you that's terrifying that's terrifying and again the only way everybody has been trying to run away from it by trying to run away from it I don't take your back. Don't take. He ends up taking your back. When you embrace it, like a Ferguson did, you know, Tony Ferguson, say whatever you want, but he didn't get. He's the only person that hasn't gotten finished by. And sure, maybe that first round, you would say that counts as a submission, but he didn't get submitted. Like at the end of the day, again, grand scheme of thing, Tony Ferguson is the last one in like his last eleven fights that haven't been finished. So Tony Ferguson embraced the jujitsu, and even Tony if he Ferguson. wasn't the best. Messed up the legacy. It would have been 11 straight finishes. All you yeah. see is finish, yeah. finish, and Antonio yeah. Ferguson decision. decision. Like, yeah. Even though yep. he, like, pumbled 15 minutes of just ass-kicking on Tony Ferguson. No, but... no, 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 no. And that's a very simplification of it. Because if it was an ass-kicking, he would have got choked out like all these other guys. Nobody lasted that long on the floor with him. Tony did. That's just, like, you have to take that for something. Like, you can't just say, oh, he... Because Charles, Charles is not uh, lay and pray. He's not gonna lay on you and just hold you down, as I, we know that. I so, will say that that was the that was the only fight. Other than well, that's when you heard like, of Oliveira. Let's let's be real. That's when you heard <laughs> of Oliveira. You didn't know who he was before. <laughs> I introduced you to Oliveira. I'm oh, the one that showed you who not. he was. Yeah, you, 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 cat, cat. Oh, so but, yeah. <laughs> Ferguson, I hate, you, I hate you so much, bro. Of this recent streak, Ferguson, and you can add. Round two of Justin Gaethje, not Justin Gaethje, round two of Dustin Poirier to that too was the only round, only, only times where he really like take down and then he would work like ground and pound, you know, obviously Charles, he had that arm bar in the first round. I'm pretty sure he was trying to get a good position in other ones, but yeah, I mean, also, I, I feel like maybe Oliveira's striking wasn't as what it is today at that time. And it was probably smarter at the time to not try to strike yeah. with to Tony Ferguson, um, especially when he was getting taken down that easily, when it was easier. It was so easy to keep him on the ground, ground and pound, et cetera, et cetera. Dude, the way um, Oliveira took him to the ground was like butter. He easily took Tony to the ground. So why not keep doing that? Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. you're right. And, um, dude, he, he's a he's, – he's He's a great. He's just everything you want in a champ. He's he's, yeah. he's daring. He he's da he's daring, exciting. This backstory is just amazing. Like this dude was down in the depths of, you know, just being oh. average and whatnot, rising to becoming a champion and not just any champion. The champion that took out so far all four the, killers in a dogs, row. The top dogs. Literally, we. For a long time, we were like, oh, the lightweight division so competitive and a bunch of killers. Oliver went sliced through them like nothing. Like, we're, we are comparing his resume as of right now 
to Habib. Like there's, it's clear one and two. Like there's no oh, nobody so else beat them faster. Yeah. There, there's oh, no it, other person that comes in that mix. Like it's just like, ooh, how's Habib? How's Oliveira's resume now compared to Habib? That's who he's getting compared to, and yeah. it's well, all within this one year, essentially. Tw- tw- 365 days ago, we we're just like, oh, you know, you were like, no way, uh, Oliver's gonna knock out Chandler. Like, we're just like, oh, it's a vacant title, Dana White privilege. You know, we're all just like, but now we're just like, damn, this is this yeah. is this is the guy right here, and I can't wait to see him versus Islam. That's stylistically, that's gonna be such. Mwah. I I I can't wait to see it, and just a little tidbit on that because we're you kind of talked about it earlier. I think compared to other jujitsu practitioners that were that would go against somebody like Islam, they would accept being taken down because like I said earlier, they like to they want to be on their back because they want that opportunity to triangle choke you or get you in some kind of submission. I think if that fight were to happen next, Oliveira wouldn't take that route. He would actually defend those takedowns and not try to go to the ground with this guy because it's like my striking is going to be my advantage on this one. So let me, let me stay up. And if I have to use, like, if I have to, I will use my jujitsu to, to get away. Or if I have the submission attempt, but he's not going to rely on the jujitsu. Like, Oh yeah, take me down. Whoop. And then you get pummeled. You get smashed for five rounds by Islam. You know what I mean? Which that's, that's the, the scary part of, and, and that's the, the beauty of MMA. They all go into preparation, and you don't know what they're preparing. Oliver could go in there and just prepare striking while Islam goes in there and just works on jiu-jitsu. When we get to the fight, the striking works out or jiu-jitsu works out. Or we see Oliver's jiu-jitsu lacking because he only worked on the striking. So Islam is able to get the upper hand on the jiu-jitsu. Like, we don't know. And that's the hypotheticals. That's the fun part of MMA. But as far as that fight goes, I do think everybody runs away from the jiu-jitsu. When somebody embraces it and is good enough to work on those little last little details to really clean up the ground game, I think Oliver has a challenge, and that's Islam. I don't think there's anybody besides Islam that can take Charles right now. And then with the resources of Habib, dude, I, I, that would be, for one, it's a mega fight. Ch- uh, Oliver is set for life after that. And, uh, and uh, just again, yeah, like you said, a good stylistic fight. I know, I know, uh, Islam really wants to do that in Abu Dhabi in October, but I think it's really fair if it can happen for the fairness. I no. think Oliveira no. gets the home, yeah. the home crowd. Mm-hmm. His confidence is like all time high. This dude is riding. just under the octagon it's not sleepers like um uh segue into uh our co-main event the strawweight title fight rose namayunas versus carlos Sparza. um carlos Sparza wins by split decision uh 47 48 46 49 48 47 and um yeah that was that was a that was a great that was a great fight guys no interruptions there bro Take it away. No, no interruptions. You don't got nothing to say. Um, okay. Uh, Ban all woman MMA. I, I think. Ban them. Just, 
just get it. All right, just yeah, stop talking, bro. <laughs> ban them, bro. <laughs> no, dude, that was uh, like again, I didn't, you know, if I'm, I didn't watch these fights live because I had a gig, so I had to watch them the next day. And uh, yeah, I just fast forward through it. Then that night, because you told me, oh, go back and watch the commentary. I laid down at night, I was watching it, and next thing I know, it's the morning. Like I don't that fight. It's just it was hey, bad, and it's not. It's not that this is an outlier. It's not that oh, you know, this is the only women's fight this morning. No, it's that this is like the biggest example of it. Now, women's sport, women MMA, with that champion, went from boring to even more boring. Carla Esparza, Carla Esparza is the women's champion. Are you kidding me? Like, in the most uneventful fight with the most uneventful woman. And then, like... That was just what a what a joke. I okay. told, and it was during the Canelo fight. So again, nobody really cares because everybody, the refs were watching the Canelo fight. Everybody, yeah. but it's just a joke, man. And so, she's the champion, so that's did, what you have to expect for the next title fights. Carlos so Barza. What What do you think of? Because I mean, I don't know if you're in agreement here. I think Rose is by far the better fighter in this in this matchup. Like, I I I just think. I don't, I don't know care. Where, I don't know where her head was at. And I was paying a lot of attention to her corner when they would go back to the corners. Like, what are they telling her? I Did you pay attention at all to the, yeah, to I, the- I watched a, a, a few of the corner the corners. Um, yeah. And I, 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 you know, Trevor Whitman, I, I guess it was an off day for him. It, it just, what a crappy day for him. E- even though I really don't blame him too much. I blame Pat a little bit more Pat Berry, her husband, I blame him a little bit more because it's just like, bro, how are you, how are you condoning this? Like, like you're condoning this as if what she's doing. This is woman's MMA. What did you want them to say? Go out there and put it all on the line. Go out there. And even Rose says she was like, why am I going to fight the dumb fight and mess up my face? They're women. She don't want to. She don't want to be walking around with one eye like Bisping. She don't want to be walking around with scars. She don't, bro. Like, it is a like. It's a woman. Like the coaching is gonna be different. Like Whitman is gonna approach. Whitman is gonna tell Gagey different advice than he's gonna tell her because they're completely different worlds. So you you're not gonna tell a woman go out there and bang. Which you can't do that to Rose though. Rose has had really good fights. Yeah, you. She's had some. Like what? Like what? She let kick Young. The one after that was a snooze fest as well. The one where she got dropped by Andrade. No, the one with. uh, Okay, uh, but you do realize your standard is very low for women's MMA. Like we talk about great fights. Old uh, Gagey Chandler, great fight. Oldervera Ferguson, great fight. What what, do you do? Not all right. So what do you think? That's a great versus no, no, no. We have no, no, no. We have to. Yeah, that's a great fight. Sure, we can put them in in the 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 you know in the hierarchy of fights. But you can't say, oh, we have one standard for women's MMA and one standard for guys. It's MMA, and I hate that it's only in this sport. Do you watch the WNBA, David? Do you ever sit there and support the women's basketball team? They deserve just as much respect. They deserve to be watched. They deserve to have outfit, but people don't watch it because it's just not entertain- as entertaining. And it's the same thing. What, Alex? <laughs> I mean, if unless it's not a, a only one I really like watching is Amanda. If it's not Amanda, because Amanda yeah. fucking brawls. Yeah, we and, may have some girls we like, but and it used to be Rose because Rose Rose would get in there and but after this shit, bro, I don't know. Rose that, has to that, come back and do a brawl, bro, because this this wasn't it. Because everybody. Everybody here was a Rose fan. 
not even a brawl. It's just like, dude, this wasn't like this. There's boring. There's like late. There's different types of boring. There's lay and pray. There's there's different kind of things that where you're just like boo. But at least you could get like, uh, uh, what's his name, Brunson laying and praying. At least you could like, okay, he laid and prayed. I guess he did something. Dude, nothing happened in this fight. Absolutely, they had a light sparring if you call it that if you call it even call it that and the thing is i don't i just don't understand how pat barry and trevor whitman and even rose throw rose in there like how do you think like this is gonna win you the like you're fighting for the belt how is this good i don't care if it's women's mma i don't care if it's men's like anything like how do you how do you let this happen like what I understand being being cautious and you know being very defensive. That this was beyond that. This was beyond that. This was like me if I was. They locked me in the octagon with a real fighter, and I was just kind of like just staying away. And for some reason, they I would didn't love to see that you locked in the cage with a professional fighter. And for some reason, they didn't just pounce on me. They just kind of like were they waiting just- for me. Well, the thing is, they both respected each other. I do think once you lose to somebody, you're going to respect them a little bit too much. And then the other way around, like Rose is also a way better fighter. So you make one mistake and, you know, you get caught and that could be the end of the fight. So each feint means a lot. And so and that's what I also heard, like seconds become minutes, minutes become rounds and then rounds just become the whole fight. And before you know it, 20 minutes has passed by and you're still just trying to figure out the range with the jab, you know. But you know where you see that the most is in women's MMA. Because sure, there are boring fights and all. We have a bunch of Izzy boring fights where he fought Yoel Romero when nothing happened. But they're outliers. Here, the Zhang Wei lead, the example y'all brought up, that's the outlier. Show me another fight that good in women's MMA. Or show me three fights that good. Show me three fights that good. Tell me five fighters that you're excited to see what fights they have coming up. Jessica Andrade's um, last fight was pretty good. Because there's no competition. Because the problem with women is that when you have somebody good, like a Shevchenko or somebody like that, there's no... She got choked standing up. What the... You know why it's never happened in MMA or in the UFC? Because it's a joke. Because you get a girl... I'm not going to get canceled, so I'm not going to say everything. But she's very more aggressive looking than the other person. So she choked her out because she was just physically stronger. So it's not... That one wasn't... That wasn't a technical. That was, uh, I'm physically stronger. No, the hey, reason bro. she couldn't get hey, off bro, is because she was just stronger. Look, I actually watched the women's fights, and let me tell you, this is an outlier, right? This fight was an outlier. So you don't watch the women's don't, fight. Don't, yeah. When do we sit here? When, when have you been excited about a women's fight coming up? We rarely, we talk about all the Every fights. Every time my girl Mackenzie Dern fights. Yeah. Uh-huh. When was the last time yeah. she fought, David? She literally fought in the last pay-per-view. Who's she fighting next? Uh, what like there's no there's no there's no um there's outliers sure in the women's MMA but it's not worth to keep them all around like it's not worth for me to sit there for 25 minutes just because David likes Mackenzie Dern like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything like again outliers and again I'm joking I'm I don't really say ban them just take them off the main cards honestly like why are we wasting our time with main cards sure there are like there are some fighters that we want to Wei lead so there's some fighters that we but once is like like they and it is David. Like they gotta have a women's fight because then they'll be outliers or what. I don't know if it's in, the, in their contracts, but they do almost always put a women's in, uh, a women's fight on there. Just, I don't know if it's to be balanced or fair to give everybody equal treatment. But most of the time, those fights are not what the fans are excited for. And realistically, like we can be mean and and I can be whatever, but realistically, like to be completely honest, like 
it's just true. Like, not, most MMA fans are not excited for the women's fights. They might be excited for a couple fighters to see, but the overall divisions, there's not really talks. There's not about, oh my God, is this what's going to happen here? What's going to happen now? I can't really say that about strawweight. Strawweight. Which is my, division. which is, I also have an issue with that, which is the reason why they almost got cut out. They almost got cut off the UFC for the same reason that you just saying. So sure, cut them all off. Uh, but they're just not, they're not entertaining. They're, uh, Anywho, back to the actual fight. Um, I thought that Rose, once she defended a couple of takedown attempts, I thought Rose would actually, all right, she can't, it's hard. She can't take me down that easy. Let me start, let me start working. Nope, never happened. And you can try to make into, the fight interesting, but it, no. it, it turned into a comedy, uh, comedy set. 25 minute comedy set for DC and Joe Rogan. It was pretty fucking funny, like listening to them talk about the fight. I was laughing my ass off, which made it made the fight bearable. But um, I'm not going to talk down on Thug Rose or I mean, I agree with you on the Carlos Esparza assessment. I fully agree with you on that. Um, but it takes two to I, tango. Yeah, yeah. You but, like Rose. Tell um, me what Rose did wrong. What Tell Rose me something wrong. wrong. She lost. So what what happened? She didn't do anything. She didn't work. She didn't... Do you believe that she won the fight? I don't believe anybody won the fight. I thought they should have just. I thought they should have just like, all right, ladies, y'all, y'all, y'all go. We'll 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 try this again next month. Like, just call it after a couple of rounds. Yeah, you're like, like this you isn't know, happening. We're 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 good. Um, you know, we're gonna call it a draw, a squash. Um, and y'all come back next month. See y'all. See y'all later. <laughs> like, kind of deal. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Man, I don't even. And again, know. yeah, I'm 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 excited and all stuff, but to like you know and, and the real like yeah that that sucked for them and it's they they honestly though i do think they were okay with that happening because again the canelo fight was happening and i know for you it doesn't mean anything but for a lot of combat sports they're not missing a canelo fight and it i'm pretty sure it happened around the same time and so the rose fight again it sucked for people that were just watching may but it is what it is like uh i mean it, that's, it just, that's just it what just, we're you don't want to see that in combat sports in general. Like it's just it wasn't. Yeah, but we're gonna keep fight. seeing this over and over again. Like we're gonna keep we're seeing not, this over again. Oh my god! And you can bro, keep. This is okay, an David. Outlier, next, bro. Hey, dude. The last time Canelo had a fight, it was exact same time as the Rose it was the fight. Same, yeah, it was during Caesar's house. That's yeah. Funny. And 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 I was so mad because Zhang Weili and that and Rose went Rose. for twenty five minutes. And sure, it was, maybe it was exciting because they threw a couple more jabs, and you know, I guess. But it's just there's just no excitement, man. Like. The thing with each fight is that you don't know what's about to happen. Like the unexpected can happen and your heartbeat's going up and oh my god, there's there might be blood, there might be a takedown, there might be this. With the women's, it's almost it almost cringes me, like, oh my god, bro. The way you be dick riding men is crazy, bro. No, I just don't like to see women fight. I don't like to see like I don't dick ride, dude. You Connor, you kind of like that's dick riding. This is a sport. So of course I'm gonna I'm gonna I like what I like. But that's the same. Again, it's the same in every other sport. You don't sit there and watch WNBA. Tell me three WNBA players, bro. Tell me three WNBA players. Look, I'm. Tell me three WNBA players, bro. You talk about sports for a living. Assessment is not obviously women is not going to be the same as men just because men are more they're quicker, more athletic, et cetera, et cetera. But I still enjoy the women's divisions. All right, I'm just gonna go say i'm just gonna say that for myself i still no i don't watch the wnba a little too because they're not as quick they're not as fast as the men you know and that's just it is what it is but i still enjoy it for what it is and i'm not gonna 
diminish it and them you or anything, them. especially off of this fight, because this fight was just it wasn't a fight. I don't want to call it a fight. It was a a comedy set, like I said. But going to the fight I'm, before I'm not, that, I'm not paying for a comedy set. <laughs> Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Your boy El Kukui. El Kukui, bro. Well, we never thought what happened. The unfortunate happened. No, that overall, like, no, 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 no. I mean, he, I do think he was back. Like, I do think that I think he got caught. And that kick, it, we saw that happen with Frankie Edgar. We've seen that happen with the, like, that was a very nasty knockout. Nobody Why does all was the old, old, older fighters get caught with that damn kick, bro. <laughs> what is it? With it? <laughs> it's either that or it's the leg kick. It's, there's, or the, uh, the leg break. There's two ways to tell people, hey, get out the sport. One of them is either the leg kick ha- happened with Silva, happened with, you know, your boy, uh, get out. And then uh, that seems that kick also seems to work. And that picture was gruesome, man. Just the one where, like, you see where the gravity is just the kick has just landed and his face is all sunk in. And like that m- moment has to be haunting for Ferguson. Like even when they were announcing the winner, he was just not there. He was looking out in space. Like, regardless of, no, 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 no. He was not there. His, his brain was not back yet. Like, he was standing there, and he was just blank. Like, he wasn't sad. He wasn't mad. He wasn't happy. He was blank. Like, his eyes were just open. Like, no. And so, yeah, man, it, it was a, uh, I think any other knockout wouldn't uh, suck as much. Just, but that's, uh, like, I wouldn't want Ferguson back after that. And even, like, He's already posted stuff, and I'm sure he's fine. It was a hit, but man, that was that was gruesome, man. That that was bad. I mean, even, that was really even bad. Dana said, even Dana said it was the most uh, what was it, her most gruesome or whatever knockout. Yeah, that's probably seen. why I'm still using that word. I think he said it or something like that. But yeah, dude, that one was just, and it was just because Tony has never been knocked. We've seen the punishment he took against Ferguson, and he was out for a while. He was out for a while, and uh, but as far as the fight goes. I mean, it was a good fight. We had some good back. Like, and imagine if that ends up being the knockout of the year, which for me right now, just because of the whole story. So imagine Chandler, newcomer, being candidate for fight of the year against Gagey, being candidate for knockout of the year against Tony. Like, what else is this guy going to do? So Chandler, he, got, he was the second highest paid fighter in this card. He got paid over a million dollars. The only one that got paid more than that was Oliveira. that's how you do it bro that's how you do it but uh Uh, that was just overall my take like it was a good fight you know the old tony was back like i do think it would have been a fun fight he probably still would have lost at the end but again it would have been a decision i do think the way it was going i think it would have ended up being a decision uh i think chandler the i think he would just kept taking him down the way he did the end of that round from what i recall like thinking at the time i was watching the fights ferguson did look better but I don't know what it is. I still felt like he was he he looked old and slower. Yeah, yeah. Um, the gray hair, bro. When he walked in, he had gray hair. I was like, oh fuck, (laughs) this is it. Nothing was. This is the way. Yeah, this is the way you go down, bro. Cause yeah, he had all the the like it was all white, bro. I was like, what the what happened? Uh, I didn't expect that. Uh, but yeah, it was, and especially, geez, Michael Chandler with the freaking punt, the hardest no, no. punt. That thing, that punt oh. was gonna go freaking a hundred yard punt, bro. Dude, like, that was a shit. perfect. Like he just kicked up and it landed. 
and all the force. There was no fainting that. There was that was just a leg kick straight up the middle and just landed beautifully. Um, but uh, but again, if we go back to what we're saying about momentum, I do think it would eventually have become a closer fight because Chandler's eye was busted. Chandler couldn't see out of his left eye. Like t- Tony had already messed that up, and he would just kept doing that. He, Tony wouldn't have started. So two things scared me with Tony: the gray hair, and then when he went back after the first round, Tony was breathing hard. Tony, was, <laughs> I was like, no. Was Tony, ne- Tony never breathed hard. Yeah, you rarely see Tony's stomach moving or him like. The only thing that showed was again we see the cart. The cardio is an automatic representation of how hard you work during your camp. So mm-hmm. if you can't last, if we see a Connor where he can't last more than 45 seconds of throwing the left hook, then obviously your camp, you didn't prepare as hard as you should have because you were never pushed during your camp. Tony has never struggled with cardio. That's why he's known as a Kukui because he can come and come and go and go. He was struggling with his cardio. And that, uh, that was the other reason why I was a little, I'm, I'm a little scared of Tony continuing. It, uh, it, I, I do think it's a wrap for him. It would, that would make sense because they always say, you know, your chin like the better the better cardio you have and the better condition you're in the better your chin is but also vice versa if you're if you're not in full top shape then your your chin yeah no but, but the, no 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 but that kick no 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 but anybody will fall to that kick no 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 a, any any in ganu probably would have fall to that kick bro like that kick was insane that kick was out of literally out of this world it, it was nasty. So as far as the preparation, I would say cardio. Maybe the chin. Uh, chin. Uh, the other thing I do did see in that fight was Chandler's chin is failing him. Hey, Chandler just, fell way too much. I was just about to tell you, man. We were talking about how Oliveira likes to get hit a lot. Boy, this man here, Michael Chandler, loves to get hit. He got hit a little bit too much. Yeah, loves yeah, yeah. to get hit. Because if you're getting hit like that, if you got busted up like that against Ferguson, bro, like I get it, you lost against Oliveira. Okay, I get it, you lost against Gaethje. Okay, I get it that your only win is Dan Hooker, who went down to 145 and then lost. Then your only other win is Ferguson, and you were getting pieced up in the first round, and you want to go back up against Oliveira, or so. The other thing that I saw with Chandler was in the scales. He had a little, like a little moment. Either maybe he stepped back and he lost his balance. But for me, I think that weight cut is killing him. I don't think he can yeah, keep he making said, that weight. He, he said, and so why? That's he why he wants to go up to 170 against Connor. Beautiful move. Uh, beautiful promo. Yeah. yeah. Great, great promo. Uh, I love it. Uh, Michael Chandler. He's an entertaining guy. He's he's. He he found his lane and he he is running with it and it and it and it works, so it, that's good for him. Ferguson, honestly, in my opinion, I think Ferguson needs to. I think this should just be it. I mean, because the thing is, with me, the, I heard other people talking about it. Oh, he needs to fight fight like somebody that's not a killer, like a lesser opponent and whatnot. And I'm like, it. I feel like it doesn't do Tony Ferguson justice to fight some random unranked schmojo you know i i feel like he he, his what he's done for the sport his legacy in the sport is just it's too he can't i don't want to see him fight some i'd rather him just go out like it's if it's his time if he feels like it's his time go out then fight some unranked guy and possibly possibly most likely beat him but for what like yeah. you know what no I mean? unfortunately during 
the fight week, Tony talked way too much crap about the UFC. Called Dana White a drug dealer or what was it? He said, like, he's not allowing me to fight. He's pretty much controlling all of us. They're not going to let him ride off in his glory. So either he retires now or they're going to put him up against another stylistic nightmare for him. So in order to build somebody else up. Because they put him against a Fasiv and Fasiv wins. Great for Fasiv. But that's, that's them using Tony as a way to propel other fighters up the stairs. Same Get thing they're trying to do with Nate did. Yeah, but not even gatekeepers, because gatekeepers are protecting the belt. You have Gagey right now is the gatekeeper, Dustin Poirier. Tony Ferguson is way beyond that. At this point, Tony Ferguson is just a name. Tony Fer the gatekeeper has to be one fight from the belt, or I just fought for the belt, or up there, like, you got to get through me to get to the belt. Tony Ferguson is a name recognition. Tony Ferguson is no longer associated with any type of belt. At this point, Tony Ferguson is just... Tony Ferguson could win the next four fights, and I still wouldn't see him going, like, getting a chance for a belt. I, I always felt like Gatekeeper was just, it doesn't have to be, like, recent contender, but just a guy with name value that an up-and-comer could face to propel them into title contention, essentially. Yeah, may, maybe for title contention, yeah. But really, it's just a way for people to realize who they are. For, for people to open up their eyes and be like, oh, this is, uh, like, it's just a way to popularize fighters. That was the whole, and yeah, again, to get him at the end of the day, that's the whole point of the UFC to get, to go for a title fight. But, uh, for, but again, in the lightweight, I would consider, you know, Dustin or, or, well, Des, Dustin's probably gonna leave the lightweight, but Gage, somebody like that. With, with Tony, I just see him as a, as a name. Now, if the fame does it, like if he beats him, gets a big recognition boost, and because of that, also is eligible for the title because there's no other contenders, then yeah, that, that also works. But right now, they're just gonna, Tony needs to retire. Because they're going to do with him what they're doing with Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is trying to get out. But they're like, no, you're going to help us build somebody else up even if you don't want to. We're not going to give you an easy fight that you can win and write off and, you know, go on to the next promotion with the win. We don't want that. We want you to be embarrassed and to lose or either to, you know, decide like now. Um, so that's my issue with Tony Franklin. So if I... And Poirier aren't gatekeepers because gatekeeper is always somebody that is a little past their prime. It's it's somebody that, as far as they always describe it on like the the fight commentators and fight analysts and whatnot, the stuff that I listen to, they always describe it as kind of like like Tony Ferguson would be a perfect gatekeeper because he's the guy he's not gonna fight for the title again, like you said, but he's Tony Ferguson. He has name recognition. He's past his prime. So if you wanna let's just say let's just say make him. Oh, if he was at 170, for instance, you would get Hamzat to fight him. So that way he could propel Hamzat into, and that's just a, an example. Yeah. Like, So, with so the reason I disagree is because for in order to be a title fight, you have to think that person can also be fighting for the title. I don't think uh, Ole, uh, Tony has any chance of fighting for the, for the belt. So for me, the definition of keeper is somebody that's at the top that would be the champion if it wasn't for the champion, like a, uh, a Covington. Or the other one was Derek Lewis was like, there's guys that are like right below the champion that in order to get to them. Now, there are also guys that are good, like especially the guys that are like already in the later, later, like Tony Ferguson was, I do believe was, you know, a gatekeeper for a while. But really for me, it's just those guys that have fought for the belt numerous times. They're still at the top of their division, but they're just not at the belt. And so in order to get to the belt, you're, like for right now, for Hamza to get to a belt, he has to go through Covington. Like you, you like I don't think anybody but, but could say, "Hey, I'm going for the belt without fighting Covington." Uh, even if Covington's not fighting right now, 
Covington's not a gatekeeper because the point of the gatekeeper isn't for the title shot. The gatekeeper is the one that like to get you like if they are top seven, let's just try to say you're ranked 15th and you're trying to get into that top seven, eight, nine, ten. You're going to fa- face uh, Tony Ferguson, who's going to be ranked eighth, ninth. And they're going to be the gatekeeper. Once you beat them, you're able to unlock essentially the top five. No, because then it's not a gatekeeper. So your top 10 then are just all gatekeepers. Because in order to get to the top no. 10, you have to go through one of them. to. But get the thing there. is, the, the qualifications, though, is like you got you have to have name recognition. Tony Ferguson. The thing is, right now, past your prime. Yeah, but right, right now, if like, somebody beats Tony, you can't like Chandler can't say he he has he wants to fight for Ty because he beat Tony because Tony is like okay but you Tony, beat Tony you but, don't qualify and, for a belt but you made me realize Tony is probably not the best example for a gatekeeper because the gatekeeper also has to have a chance so, so who would be while, your lightweight uh, who would be your lightweight gatekeeper lightweight gatekeeper like I don't know but for a while they had Derek Brunson as a gatekeeper until Brunson actually put together a winning streak and it's kind of like oh shit you're putting together a winning streak but he ended up losing that number one contender fight. But for a little bit after he lost to Israel Adesanya, he was the gatekeeper because it's like they would send new people at him. And yeah, but he, he had the name. recognition. Yeah, he, he, he didn't the have name. the name. He just had he was the next like he was almost like the next up. Like he couldn't fight for it yet, but nobody else could like he was like, I want to fight for that belt, but I just lost to that guy. So I can't necessarily fight for it yet. So anybody coming up, you got to get through me. And he keep beating all these guys. He beat the. Uh, uh, uh who, who I know he... who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Um, he was undefeated no. at the time. I know who you're talking about. I, it's bothering me because I can't think of him either. Um, I don't know, but, the, but he was right. So, because the thing is, in order to 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 for it to be a gatekeeper, you got to be able to beat them, and then for everybody to be like, okay, yeah, you beat this really good guy. Like, so as long as you're there again, Ferguson doesn't count for me because a win over Ferguson doesn't mean anything. You're right. It doesn't right mean anything. Uh, but yeah, I it doesn't necessarily have to be the guy because. Brunson is a person who wasn't at the top. Because uh, I, I, like, like, a... I feel like uh, calling Covington a gatekeeper, that's like if you were to tell him that, that's an insult. Like it's almost insulting. It's no, like, I don't know. You're, I you're, feel like not, he would know. You're, 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 the, you're, the number, you're still the number one contender. You're not, when you're the number one contender, you're yeah, not. But he's not fighting for it. But he's not fighting for it. Yeah, he's not fighting for the belt. Fight, but realistically, he's he going to fight people. Way. He's going to fight people that want to fight for the belt. So, like, for example, Hamza right now just beat the number three. So for him, he's like, okay. I'm right here. I just beat Gilbert Burns, who just fought for the belt as well. But Edmund, Edmund Shabazzian. Everybody, Edmund okay. Shabazzian. That's but, in everybody, but in everybody's eyes, he has to go through Covington because Covington is the number one contender. So, you know, for me, that is the gatekeeper. Like, you can't get to the top. You can't touch. Like, each champion, especially when you beat people, seven, like the top of the division, seven, like Oliveira right now is very well defended at the top because all these guys coming up, they're going to have to go through all these first. You know, or they can maybe well, skip around. Well, but once you beat thing, all these guys, like you're, you're, it's almost the, like your own bodyguards. The thing is, once you're fighting the top contender, like you're, you're where you want to be. The gate isn't there anymore. The gatekeeper is to get you into that top. Yeah, yeah, I know. That I know but once, but once you already got into the top and you lose, you don't just get removed. You just go down right below it. And so now anybody that wants to come through, they're like, like if anybody wants to fight Fasiv right now, it's like, yo, give me a title fight. Gagey and Dustin Poirier can be like, yo, you got to get through us but, first. But they're not like, they're, but the, just because I can assure win. you, I, they're not going to give a title like Islam and, and Benny. Yeah, maybe they've shown enough at this point to fight for the above. They win. But anybody else coming up, those top four guys, top three guys, they're going to be like, yo, 
You got to get through us. You're not just getting this title fight because you beat some number seven guy. You got to beat us. And it's not even name recognition. It's I'm the top of my division. I just lost to the champion, but I was in a title fight. So if you want to get that title fight, you at least have to go through me. Now, it doesn't always work that way because they don't all deserve to go through them. But there are guys that like to be like uh, Gilbert Burns. I feel like Gilbert Burns is embracing the gatekeeper. He's even telling people, oh, you want to fight for the belt? Get through me first. You because know. he ha he wants to fight for the belt again, and in order to fight for the belt again, you got to beat some pretty good people. That no, you got to beat not... the people that are also going for for the belt. But yeah, no, there's there's a lot of uh, gatekeeper. I guess is, I mean gatekeeper is not really a thing, you know. And the sport is just what you would classify as like like specific. Ooh, it helps the stories. Derek, so Derek Lewis, as of right now, would be a good gatekeeper because he's he's not worried about. He lost the interim yep. title not too long ago. He's not worried about fighting for the title. But he's still a top, he's still top five-ish guy. And it's a good challenge because he has that name. Everybody loves him. If you beat him, kind of like Tai Tuivasa, you propel yourself into the top of the division. Yeah. But because the only people that he's good... lost to is the champion. The only but, people he's lost to is the champion. Like he went for the belt. He I, lost, I went meant, for the interim. Lost. As of right uh, now, like yeah, as of right now, no, no, he is a gatekeeper. Right now, like, yeah, right now he's a great keep, gatekeeper. No, right now he is a great keeper, gatekeeper because he lost. Uh, against the champs and so the see, he's still at the top and so all these people coming up the uh that cop that wanted uh the fight all these people coming up they they have to get through Derek lewis if you can't get past Derek lewis how are you going to beat the champ so Derek lewis has become hey like i'm here i'm ready to fight who knows if he wants to fight for the belt or not well, but the point so, is you at least got to call him out if you want to call out the champion so i would kind of call i i would kind of call art if you know, did and they you have rebook, the did they rebook the RDA versus Fasiv fight? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I would say, in an inst to a certain extent, not that RDA is a gatekeeper, but that is a, a gatekeeping scenario. Fasiv nah, nah, ranked nah, number nah, ten. Nah. Neither of them are anywhere near the conversation. You at least have to have fought for the like. No, but but okay, and be Fiz current. RDA is number six. Fazid yeah, is number he's, 10. He's not, in the, he's not in the talks. Like, look, he's not... listen, look, look, listen, listen. So RDA is number six. Fazid's number 10. You're not going to get any kind of number one contender slash title shot at number 10. So RDA would de technically be the gatekeeper because if he beats RDA, we don't think RDA is getting a title shot anytime soon. He, if RDA beats Fazid, he's not getting a title shot or anything like that. No, it's just if like he beats him. You think he, but if, he can get a title but shot? If, but if Fazib beats him, he takes that ranking number six. So it, now, it's if he not looks, about rank, we're talking about the but like if he was to no, beat RDA is, an automatic title fight, then I get it. Gatekeeping but that's just is moving up about about ranking because in because so they're all gatekeepers. Are they all gatekeepers then? Because then is Ferguson also because he's number seven for somebody to take that number seven? They do have to like. So was he a gatekeeper? Uh, is Benil also a gatekeeper because he's number? Chandler gatekeeper, uh, Dustin Poirier's number. Like, but if they're going to be a gatekeeper, it's always that guy that let's just say Tony Ferguson, for instance. He's not a good gatekeeper because he's been on a losing streak. Like, there's, we can't see a scenario in which, like, if he fought Fazeev and beat Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson's on a four fight losing streak. So it has to be a guy that's outside of his prime, but there's still that chance he could win. Like, that's why I said Derek Lewis going from now forward, he would be a good gatekeeper because he's not going to fight for the title again. But if you beat him, that you, you're you good. Like, you're moving up, like, real quick through the rankings. Yeah, but, but it's not just has, about moving up. But, but that's where has, we disagree. 
he has like, I don't go ahead. he has an opportunity he can still beat you though he still has the opportunity he's still at a level high enough to where he can beat you therefore if you beat him it's respect and you move up the rankings yeah. to me gatekeeping has always been described as the guy you use to move up the ranks it's not about like uh being the number one contender it's not about being the next title shot i'm just They're telling you what i what yeah. what i yeah. Yeah. heard because obviously i don't it's not like i made it up in my head it's kind of like yeah. i just take what what i've yeah, heard no, no, i get you i get you yeah i mean but i don't care about what you're like i do want your perspective because essentially what then what you heard was that everybody the top 10 i guess or even then you can make the argument for the top five, the top 10, even the top 15, then they're all gatekeeping a ranking. They're gatekeeping. What I see it as, as hold on, no, 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 hold on, hold on. So I, I get it. I get it. Moving up, it does like by moving up, by beating somebody in the top ranking, they move you up. And now you're in the conversation of the, of the talks. Like now, because you've been, you're in the talks. Um, so that's the gatekeeping. For me, gatekeeping is there's a belt right behind me. I can't fight for that belt. But I don't want you to fight for it. Because if you're going to fight, you got to get through me. And that's very RD. And the other thing with the gatekeeper is that once you beat this person, there has to be like, oh, this person. That's why when Tui Basa beat Derek Lewis, they're like, get this guy an interim title. Get this guy, get him paired up with the champ. Like, there's no like, oh, let's move him up. Let's see who else we put. No, a gatekeeper is you beat this guy. You're like, oh, crap. All right. You're like, let's, let's title fight. Like, gatekeepers are normally, otherwise they're not like, you have to, you have to be at least good enough to have been in a title fight recently to gatekeep the title because otherwise it doesn't matter if you beat this person you're like it doesn't matter you got to be somebody recent to be considered for a title so i just realized tony ferguson was a gatekeeper for benil dariush before benil dariush fought tony ferguson was dariush was like maybe barely top 10 barely in the top 10 of the rankings yeah but tony now, was scheduled but to fight for the belt five times that's the difference RDA yes, isn't. It, yes, but I, I just used RDA as an example. It wasn't like a literal example. It's just like I'm just looking at the rankings and saying a situation in which, yes, you are right. Tony Ferguson fought for the belt and whatnot. That's why he has that. He has that credibility. He had. Benil, Benil literally reaped the benefits. He beat Ferguson and now is the number four lightweight in the world. That's what gatekeeping is so it moved him from eight nine ten whatever like he just moved the ranking up like it didn't but like but i is, i get what you're saying but then there's way too many gatekeeping because like they're all moving up like i that's that's my thing but like the thing is tony Fer we know the tony sport. they're tony all moving Fer up the the thing is what makes him a gatekeeper like i've been saying is that tony ferguson's not fighting for the belt again he's not the majority of these guys aren't dude like they're but, are but they all gatekeepers but like but they could be but we just don't officially labeled yeah. no that i I, I get it i get it i just yeah i get it Cause, but but in your sense gregor gillespie is a gatekeeper because he's ranked number eight for fazeev to get in the top 10 he has to beat gregor gillespie but the, but the thing is first of all who the fuck knows who gregor gillespie he's is? he's ranked number eight he's Nobody. above your boy conor mcgregor yeah he's ranked higher than your boy so, so is Con he a, if uh, anything conor would be a gatekeeper a gatekeeper oh god Gre oh gregor god gillespie. they're all gatekeepers so you're so it's the top 10 the top 10 are the gatekeeper. No, I they're say he would, he would be, but Gregor he's not Gillespie. a gatekeeper. Connor is not a gatekeeper anywhere near. Like you could be Connor and not be anywhere near the conversation of a title. Bro, you could so be me, Gregor Gillespie. You could be RDA. You could be RDA and not be anywhere near conversation for, uh, for the belt. Like it, it's not about the ranking. 
Like Michael Chandler is ranked number five. What do you mean? That's how Dariush is as close as he is. If he wouldn't, but he's not fighting for the belt. He has to fight Islam first. Like yes, he didn't get exactly, but he wouldn't have gotten that Islam fight if it wasn't for him beating Tony Ferguson. So are you saying there's a series of gatekeepers to get to the belt? I'm Which saying... that would make sense. Like if you're no, no, no. I, I I agree with that. There's a series like you have to jump a few steps. Like he had to jump the the gatekeeping of Tony Ferguson to hit the top ten. Now he has to go through the gatekeeping of Islam to get to the title. And then even at the end of the day, Charles Oliver is a gatekeeper. He has to beat him to get the title. So, like, I, I get it. I, I do well, see I guess, it. I, I, I guess I didn't say, I, I probably should have said this. There's not always gatekeepers. There's not always a gatekeeper. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, that makes look, sense. Because the women's division has no gatekeepers. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. So, like, Bantamweight division. Who's it? Who's who? <laughs> Wait, I just realized what you said. That was funny. <laughs> but like Peter Yon. Bantamweight. Peter Yon. Was, Peter Yon or Jose Aldo. I think if anybody wanted to fight for like TJ Dillershaw is talking about no, fighting they're, for, they're, Peter Yon is like, yo, you got to get like if anybody beats Peter Yon or Jose Aldo, you're probably in line for a belt. They're, they're not gatekeepers because they're still in their prime and they're trying to still fight for the belt. Qualified for the belt, but they're not you, qualified. Like Jose Aldo just lost the belt. He can't fight for the belt. Sure. That's but that's exactly what I'm saying. They're good enough to be champion, but they're not. That's a gatekeeper. I guess that would be my definition. Good enough to be a champion, but not the champion. So anybody that wants to fight for the belt, they got to go through them. That's the, my the, definition of a gatekeeper. The thing is, what the way I'm trying to say it is like when you get labeled a gatekeeper, it's it's a negative thing. It's a negative con, uh, con, no, connotation to it because it's, it's like because it's like because you don't you, you people don't just go around like oh Kobe Covington's a gatekeeper like no you don't say that cuz gatekeeper has a negative connotation to it if you're a gatekeeper you're Tony Ferguson if you're a gatekeeper you're you're uh i think uh, i want to say for a little bit Anthony Smith was a gatekeeper for a little bit Derek Brunson gate got labeled gatekeeper um you know that that's that that's the kind of guys that get labeled gatekeeper you don't you know when they got called you know when they start to call it gatekeeper is when you realize, man, this person is just as good to be a champion, but the current champion is just a little bit better. And so they're good enough, but not quite there. So if you're able to beat this guy, then you, you, you're going to pair up very well with our champion if you can beat this person. And that's normally like that for me. Again, for me, that is the gatekeeper. Because otherwise, there's in, over on UFC, there's eight, nine divisions with 10. There's 80 gatekeepers. I don't think that. I think there's a champion. I think there's a person right below that who normally is almost just as good. That's that's the cool thing that we've been seeing. Like all these title fights, like uh, even Volkanovski and Ortega was very close. Sterling and Peter Jan, very close. Uh, Figueiredo and Moreno, very close. Uh, all these championships have been Colby Usman, very close. Uh, Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker, very close. So all these number one contenders could be the champion if it wasn't for the actual champion. So for me... Those that's, are the that's, gatekeepers. That's what, that's what a number one contender is. Yeah, but they don't qualify for the belt anymore. Robert Whitaker's not going to fight for a belt. Kobe Covington's not going to fight for a belt. Brandon Moreno's not going to fight for a belt. Peter Yon's not going to fight for a belt. Brian Ortega's not going to fight for a belt. But they are the number one contenders. That makes them the gatekeepers. That's what I'm trying to say. They're just as good. And if it wasn't for the champion, they probably would be the champion. But they just lost to the champion. Or they just lost twice to the champion. Or they, like, something happened. Um... And in order to go to the belt, you almost have to look past them a little. Like, you have to, like, crap, like, he's in my way. Like, Hamza right now should be fighting Us uh, Usman, but Kobe Covington is in his way. And as much as it sucks, that's probably the next fight coming. Because in order for 
uh, for anybody right now to get a title shot against Usman, I do think they have to go through Covington. So for me, Covington is the gatekeeper. Um, but I get your perspective. Your perspective is more of you want to be in the talks for a belt. You need to be in the top 10. And to be in the top 10, you have to take somebody's ranking. So those, those people are defending their ranking and their title contention. Our gates are in beat, different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Our gates, no, for sure, for sure. My gate is and at so, the top 10. Your gate is like literally at literally, the Well, I'm gatekeeping. No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, you're gatekeeping the belt. Like you're, you're defending, like in order to get to the champion, you got to go through this person. That's what I'm saying. And that's why it's a beautiful thing that all these champions have created almost like a series of bodyguards. They're like the king in their castle and they have all these guys that they defeated out on the lawn, just ready to defend any incoming invaders. Like that's a beautiful image for me. Somebody like Uzma that's beat these same people over and over again. Izzy beat them over. Like none of the top five are trying to like go up against Izzy. He destroyed them. So you have people like a cannoneer who's right man coming out of nowhere. Like that's a thing of beauty. And that's why I love like at this point, we've been in UFC for we've been in MMA into MMA for about th two, three years. We've been able to see the progression of a lot of these champions and how they kind of laid out their whole division, how they made their mark, their legacy that they're building. Like it's great, man. Like I, I really do. That's that's what I love about the sport. Just the. Yeah, just a lot of things. But yeah, that's that's my definitely gatekeeper. I guess that wasn't a conversation we were gonna talk about today. But then I guess that yeah. was cool. That was cool. But yeah. just I'm just warning you, don't don't go around calling Covington a gatekeeper. Oh yes, he, Covington's a gatekeeper, but by your definition, yes, you are correct. But from what I've heard, like you'll eventually general... once his next fight comes around, you'll start hearing that. And uh you're not gonna want to admit it uh to me, but that is and even if he doesn't want to admit it. Right now, in the overall MMA consensus, he is a gatekeeper because in order to fight for the belt, you have to go through Covington. Covington is not qualified to fight for the belt anymore. But I to wish, fight for the belt, wish, you got to go through him. I wish I had enough clout on Twitter to be like, go just go and like hashtag, like just pop up on the MMA community and tweet like, is Kobe like, what is a gatekeeper? Or say is yes. Kobe they would say is Kobe, yes. Is Kobe Covington? They would agree with me. Unfortunately for you, they would agree with me. I know you believe you're right, but you are, your head is split with other sports, David. I'm invested in one sport. So uh, I'm not saying I know more than you, but I know more than you. No, no, no. Uh, I, I just, no, like I do try, like I see a lot. And even things that I don't agree with, uh, I try to, like I try to find both sides on everything. Like I like just the arguments, just the debates, the, the talks, the hypotheticals. I love it all. Not necessarily the fun, like my, the least interesting part for me is discussing the jab came with the right hook and then the knee hit the like the very specifics of the fight most of the time is the it's the overall it's the overall story of how we got there that interests me more um and besides the fact that these are great personalities you know it makes it more interesting so i'll shut up no yeah that was that was uh that's my take on that anything hmm. else Man, I'm all. What do you think, Alex? What's your definition of it? Because David says we don't have cloud, but we got Alex. No, I, I, I think there is like the different different types of like multiple gates. Like that was a good way to put it. That there's different gates. Like there's different levels to it. Once you get to a certain part of the ranking, now you got to face the other gatekeepers. Now you get to that part of the ranking. Now you got to face the gate the other gatekeepers. Like, the main gatekeepers would be, like, two and three. Like, let's say somebody went with the title fight. They went back to back, back to back. 
maybe three fights, you know, and then they became victorious. Now that person that lost, that that person's the gatekeeper. Once you beat them, now you're up for a contender. That that's pretty much. I think you do have to have those levels though, because you can't just like beat one person and then just shoot up all the way up. You know, there's different what, levels to it. What 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 I'm saying essentially is you won't if there's a fight commentary going on, you'll never hear Paul Felder, Joe Rogan, or anybody yeah. call Kobe Covington a gatekeeper. No, because they'll. Well, it just happened, but they will. But they will, because we hear that term toss around. Yes, to to. And Co Covington just lost. My definition. No, 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 no. Covington just lost. So right now, his next fight, like the fact that Hamza, if Hamza fights Colby Covington, Colby Covington is a gatekeeper. He's gatekeeping the title, and it will be said eventually at some point. Some might not agree that he is, but that is the literal definition of him gatekeeping the title. Charles but is technically gatekeeping the, the title right now. Is, yeah, yeah, and according to David, yeah, yeah, because for me, it's the title fight. You're gatekeeping the, the title is, fight. I, I, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm going, like, this is not even my made-up, like, you you made up your definition of gatekeeping. I'm no, going, like, I, like, like, I, said, like I said, like on, I said, I don't, I, I've, the reason I believe in it, and that's why I was saying, like, oh, you know, you're under sports, is because I have seen different uh, perspectives on it, and I rarely have heard RDA be called the gatekeeper or I Tony Ferguson. Be, that was an or, example. Okay, but but anybody like anybody <laughs> below like anybody below the top three or below yeah. the top two, I would never consider them a gatekeeper. Like the fact that for you, the rank number eight could be considered a, a gatekeeper. Like for me, that's just not that no. doesn't click with me because you can beat all these. You could beat the number two, but if he's not like like for example, in the Bantamweights, you pointed that out. T.J. Dillashaw is number two. If you beat T.J. Dillashaw right now. I don't think you would classify for, for a title. Like, so even that doesn't matter. But if you beat Peter Yan, or even if you beat Jose Aldo, uh, maybe even Corey Sanhagen, who's number four, he just fought the guy that kind of fought for the, like, you have to be associated close to the belt in order for people to say like, oh, you beat this guy, you must pair up well with the champion then. Like, that's for me, the perspective. So if Hamza fights Covington, my case is closed. If he doesn't, uh, I will come back and apologize to you. Yeah, like eight or nine is like the front gate. Like the front one, gate. one and two is like the dude at the door. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I just looked up gatekeeper definition in MMA. Oh, so, so first thing is Wikipedia, but this is I think this is more towards boxing. But it says it boxing, kickboxing, and mixed martial arts. A gatekeeper is a skillful and well-regarded fighter, but one who does not have the popularity or brilliance of a title contender. I don't know. I don't really agree with that definition because I feel like the whole point. Are you really using a boxing general term for UFC? Like, no. But I mean, I, 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 I'm just, I I'm just going down. I'm just going down the list of. I, oh, okay, okay. So go, so go. What was it? So what was that again? Oh, damn it. Somebody that doesn't have the name recognition for. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. somebody. Yeah. See, that doesn't count well here because maybe in fire, boxing but, that works. But one who does not have the popularity or brilliance of a title contender. Uh, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't it doesn't apply qualify to our sports because yeah. the point is to like, you know, get somewhere after that gatekeeper, not just and that somewhere is the title fight. Like your goal is always to get to a title fight and there's always going to be somebody you have to beat, and then you get the title fight. That person, so, whoever so, that person is, it I doesn't have like, to be. It could be like, let's see, let me think of. Uh, hold on, hold on, I don't right know. Here, right here. I got another one. Um, it is a term often used by sports commentators, and it has become mainstay of MMA terminology. MMA commentators use the term gatekeeper to describe a fighter they regard as someone you must beat to earn your way to the title, therefore controlling access to the top tier of a division. In this case, the title. 
the top tier of our division is the championship. Oh, okay. In theory, it's another great way of categorizing fighters. However, I think the term and its attribution to fighters should be re-examined and looked at more carefully. Um, which what are you gathering from could, all of this? Could, could be true. Um, so what's your maybe like, the the the, the 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 times that I've heard it been said, like they've been using it to categorize a fighter in which that's like. You know, like I've been saying this whole time. Um, let's see. I mean, still. Yeah. Well, that, like I, you I, just I, said, I feel it, like it to a certain extent, to a certain extent, we're with this definition, we're both right because I mean, the top of the division. Just depending on how you look right, at whatever. the top of the division, I'm, 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 I'm wrong, anybody right. would classify the top of the division as the Fuck title, it, you know, as the no, title, no, but. But uh, like I said, if they if 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 Covington is not the next word for Hamza on his route to the title, because as soon as he beat Covington, it's like, OK, get this guy a title fight, get, so, get him a title so, fight. So what like if Covington faces Burns, let's just say. Then my my theory is out the window, because uh, for me, Burns and Covington are the two gatekeepers right now. Burns is doing a great job at the gatekeeping. He's like, I want to fight for the belt. Nobody else is fighting before me. If you want to fight, you got to get through me. But that's, Hamza that's, is me, now. I mean, I don't know what the official rankings. Yeah, he 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 got through him. Yeah, but he, like again, if he fights for the belt, then yeah, my point is, is thrown out. But I do think right now you got to get through Cummington. Like you're gonna have to, because Cummington is not just gonna fight somebody for a ranking right now. Cummington is fighting people that are trying to fight for the belt. He's not just taking. I mean, who? He's not just gonna take a, a I don't know, Sean Brady just or a Neil Magny or he's fighting the guys that are on their way up that are next in line for the belt. And if you can beat Covington, then yeah, sure, you can match up well with the champ. But if not, if you don't even beat Covington, you're out. Like, you're out of the contention. Why are you even in the discussion? Um, so, yeah, it just depends how you look at the top of the division, how you like the gatekeeper. I definitely think I won this one. So just putting that out there. But uh, no, I'm, just fine, dude. I'm joking, dude. I'm messing hey, with you. Bro, I don't know why, like, you have this notion, like, being wrong or something, dude. I have, not a about I have a fiance, bro. I am used to being wrong 95% of the time. Yeah, it's but I don't, okay. I don't, I want you like, yeah, I guess I'm not more of a conversation. I'm more of a debate and I want back and forth and I want, I want you to make me rethink my takes like, oh man. And you have, there, there are a lot of times where you make me rethink my takes and I'm like, and there's times where you've caught me off and like, damn. All right. Bet. Yeah. Yeah. You got that one. Like. You pointed out uh, a few things about Izzy, I, I remember. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, damn, yeah, you're right. But for the most part, like, I want to, man, I, I love the sport because it's not a very, it's not golf, bro. We're not talking like, we're talking about two guys <laughs> punching each other, bro. We're talking about two guys <laughs> bloodied up. Like, we're going to get heated, bro. And I'm going to get loud and I'm going to want you to interrupt me. And then I'm over here recreationally living life. And, you know, that's, it is what it is, bro. But that's funny. <laughs> Oh man, you know I love y'all. I said the one you could have said any sport other than whatever. <laughs> he said golf. Ah. Bro, I, I can't, I can't. Seeing Gagey out there golfing like if it's a very serious competitive thing, I'm like, all right, bro. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, two pads. Man, that was a marathon, bro. I am, I am drained. Honestly, I feel like Caesar could do this for five more hours. I'm right? ready. I wanted to talk about all the upcoming fights too. Oh no, <laughs> no I can't, I can't, bro. I'm all right, all right, all right. I'm just drained. We've been going at it for what feels it should be about two hours now. Fuck. Um, there's playoff basketball and stuff to watch. 
Uh, yeah, see, and I I log off and I go right back to MMA, and that's I yeah that's why I'm a little bit more I don't know. And nobody likes to talk MMA with me. A little so bit more the, what? So you saying because I because a little bit more well versed? Because I'm more well versed that you know more MMA than. Oh. Amy plays UFC four on the video games, and he considers himself a jujitsu artist now. He's like, oh look at him getting the, the, yeah, no, come on, bro. No, I, I just, I, I like more of the drama. I do like keeping up with the stories and the, uh, the he said, she said, all that kind of stuff. And it makes the fights more interesting. It keeps me on top of everything. I like it. But uh, any other sports, yeah, it just, it just bores me. I don't know what it is. If you it's listen this far to fans, I applaud you. Um, that you just let me know. I'll get you. I'll send you out a medal. Or I feel something. like that's what you always say after our podcast. You're like, man, no, if y'all are still here listening. Then congrats. Hey, this one, this one, we go. We've gone a lot longer. Than... A lot. I guess it's, let, it's, let them learn. It's our a boy. We just had let major stakes. We just had major stakes. You know, we had our boys in there. Yeah, it, it was a, a very um, high stakes fight for 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 us. Yeah. Um, next month, I don't. We got Petraska and Jiri. Jerry Prochaska versus uh, Glover Teixeira. And yeah, you're very excited about Shef- the one after that. Shevchenko versus Ketlin Vieira. Santos. Main event, yeah. Ketlin Vieira versus Holly Holm. All right, bro. You got that one. That's all you. Because <laughs> all right, it's not even. Fans. You, know where, you know where the fight hey, is at? Hey. At, <laughs> at Cowboy Canelo. That boy, Caesar at Caesar Cast Jr. Um, at Sliced Apples. Pod on Twitter at Sliced Apples Podcast everywhere else. And um maybe we'll see you next time on the UFC pod. We'll see. We'll see.